and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Gamify and Blue Apron. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm joined tonight by Brianna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat, and Christina Warren, Senior Tech Correspondent at Mashable. I'm alive. I have most of you my lung lungs. function yeah, back. Yeah, you have it's, lungs. It's how, amazing. Tell, tell me how many lungs on average you have. I, I, this week I was averaging about 1.2 lungs mm. and now I feel like I'm, I'm over the 1.5 mark. You know, so that, that is great. less lung than I have heard is common in the adult right. human. Yes. Just generally yes, we yes. have like around two. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a kind of crappy WWDC cause like I roll in and like we did the great rocket live show. And then like I used every bit of my energy for it and I'd push through bronchitis to the point that i got pneumonia on top of the bronchitis so i spent wwdc uh at the hospital getting stuff in my body so i could breathe so it was amazing i am (laughs) so sorry you're breathing yeah we're we're glad you're breathing and it was amazing because i saw you like last week and and you seemed okay and then it must have just hit you that sucks yeah yeah it was it was pretty bad so but let's let's talk about let's talk about some news yeah well actually before we do that speaking of last week i need to make a a brief correction because i said i would on twitter um so when we were giving a shout out last week during our live show to hannah hi hannah uh i referred egregiously to her her boyfriend is Andy. Her boyfriend is not Andy. It's Ricky. And so, Ricky, I'm very sorry for getting your name wrong. I met so many people at Beard Bash. Um, I can't believe I got your name wrong because you were lovely. And so, Hannah and Ricky, thank you for listening to Rocket. Thanks for wearing your shirts to the App Camp for Girls meetup. Yeah. I wish I could have seen you there. And this is my way of making my correction because when we make mistakes, we we, we admit them on Rocket. And this is what we do. You are a good so person. Thanks, thanks, do you think Rick- Ricky had thanks, like a moment Ricky. of like, who's Andy? <laughs> I mean, who, 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 who is he? <laughs> What, is Christina breaking some news here? What's going on? Yeah, oh, that's no, I, I, awkward. I, 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 they probably had a big fight, Christina. No, if their relationship is sturdy and wonderful, they will not right. bra- blame Christina for what right. happened to them. All right. For Christina getting get, getting Ricky's name wrong. Apologies for that. So anyway, that that's that's my correction. Now let's get okay. into some news. We've got big news. So oh the, my god. The biggest news that we're leading with is that Apple has apparently decided to stop making the Thunderbolt displays with oh, no yeah. apparently it's confirmed. For a it is dead. It is dead. Yeah, exactly. So, so you I broke gotta, the story today, right, Christina? Yeah, I mean, a bunch of us kind of got got confirmation from from Apple that they were stopping this. This was actually rumored before WWDC uh, that the stocks were, were dwindling, and I think it was Mac rumors and Apple Insider and some sites like that were like, "Hey, stock is really low on the Thunderbolt display." And so at first we were all like, and we even talked about it on Rocket. We were like, "Oh, well, this is cool because this means we're going to be getting a replacement display. You know, it'll be Thunderbolt three, or it'll be oh, you know, the innocent like, spring of youth." Exactly, and, and then Renee Ritchie, our, our friend uh, from iMore, and and, and uh, Rocket guest host last week had to pour water all over everybody's dreams. And he was like, actually, no, a 5K display is not going to be coming to WWDC. And in fact, it wasn't. Um, but from what I understand, now look, it's possible that in the fall or, 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 or you know, something like that, Apple could release a 5K display with an external monitor, with an external GPU. I hope they do. But from what I understand right now, that is not the plan. Uh, they Apple is, is getting rid of the Thunderbolt display, so as soon as stock is is done, you know from their stores and from their resellers, it's over. Wow! Um, and and they're not going to be selling displays, and wow. they've been selling displays in one way or another since 1980. I had to look this up on Wikipedia for my story. Uh, the very first Apple display was sold in 1980 for the for the Apple II, wow. one of those. And so the fact that they are not going to have their own display on the market is notable, um, so- especially since, you know, we've been talking, we talked about this on the show, Brian, I know for the work you do, like on the Mac Pro, I mean, it's been a problem. We we deal with this at Mashable. I'm sure you do too, Simone, yeah. at, at, at Polygon, where, you know, we have all these powerful machines and then you have to, you buy all this Apple stuff and then you have to get a different monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ugly and yep. um, it doesn't work with your stuff the right way it doesn't have you know the pretty silver in the apple logo um so i'm curious so, i mean about- it's more than that it's more than that i mean you know part of it is like uh clamshell mode is something i really really appreciate yep. you know mm-hmm. like i i often uh, i have my 2013 macbook pro and i do all my 3d work on it and i just plug it in and i put it in clamshell mode and that's something that's very very finicky with external displays there's also like color temperature i mean uh, there are any number of reasons to get like an official apple display yeah. the biggest one 
being, it's just not a pain in the butt. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I've never bought an external monitor from anyone that's not Apple where it doesn't end up being fiddly. I mean, this yeah, is no, a big totally. deal to me. Mm-hmm. No, totally. I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of the, the, the Thunderbolt display, the panel that, that was used for that one, you could buy the exact same panel for from uh, from, from Dell. They made a number of models and actually got to the point where you could even get some, some Chinese um, versions from places like Monoprice for considerably less than the Thunderbolt display. They'd be the exact same panel um, on, on, on the inside that would give you a great screen. But you're right. You know, part of getting an Apple display, especially when you use it with Apple products, is things like clamshell mode, being able to control the brightness with the keyboard and, and the volume too, and it not being fiddly. And and I've used a number of, of non-Apple displays and had good luck with them. Um, but, you know, there's something about the Thunderbolt that really is great. You know, had the, the built-in charging so you could plug your, your laptop power directly into it, which was super nice, mm-hmm. you know. Um, having the other ports and the port extenders. You can get that on other laptops too, but it doesn't have the same integration. And so I wonder kind of what this means or what you guys think this means in terms of, you know, how they kind of see this market. Because, you know, the Mac Pro, which is a great machine, hasn't been updated, you know, um, in, I guess, two years now, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't necessarily need to. You know, I think the Xeons that are in it are good enough. Uh, the graphics cards for what they're designed to do are, are probably good enough. But at the same time, for people who are doing more advanced editing stuff and who are getting to VR, you do wonder if they want to beef that up some. Thunderbolt 3, you know, is, is out now, and, and it would be great to see that on those on those machines. Um, we, we've yet to see Thunderbolt 3, you know, on a Mac yet. And um, it, it, I don't know. I mean, it, are you guys concerned at all that the, it's – it sort of concerns I'm me, I guess, really about, concerned. about their I'm commitment really to this sort concerned. of pro market yeah. when they don't have a replacement. I get. I, I mean, mean, I guess the closest yeah, thing would it, it isn't really a replacement, but just the iMac would then be like the big screen, but then that doesn't have the same yeah. functionality with. Well, so you would have exactly. you would need greater synchronicity between an iMac and a Mac. Exactly. Right. I mean, here's the thing. The iMac is great. And the 5K iMac is actually a very good machine. And we have a lot of our video editors use it um, but at, at Mashable. And, and, and if you get it you know, tricked out, you can do a lot of great stuff on it. But the problem is the earlier iMacs, you know, like the, the, the non-retina ones, you could mm-hmm. use in target display mode and you could use it as an external display. Because of the way the timing controller works and because of the way um, you know, the GPU that has to be designed to power the iMac works, you cannot use it as an external display. It does not work in, in target display mode. So... You know, Apple at this point, if you want to use, you know, get 4K working with your with your Mac Pro or with your MacBook Pro, you know, you've got to buy it from somebody else. And I don't know. It, it seems odd to me that they don't have something in the works. But but from what I understand, you know, that's not part of the plan. Now, again, that doesn't mean it couldn't change. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do have something in the works. But at least as far as, you know, they discontinue the product and they have nothing to replace well, that it. That gets and- back to my question, which is if they are if they don't have plans now or sorry if they're saying they're canceling it now and then we hear in fall that okay they're they're coming out with a new display or something or we hear in next spring that they're coming out with a new display or something what does that gap between this announcement and any potential new announcement mean because now we know it's being canned and we don't know well, what's I, happening so I, I don't think it means that much I agree. I mean, this isn't something that's flying you don't think off that that the shelves yeah. if, it, yeah. if it were people I mean it's an outdated monitor it's, it's I been wouldn't sold for five recommend years. someone buy one. Totally. I, I do want to say this though. I, I think, and this is with all respect to both of you, but I think a really big bias when we talk about Apple hardware is we typically, the people reviewing it are typically journalists, right? Like you, yeah. you, you create video, you write with, like that is your use case. And I think even, um, you know, when we talk about the Mac Pro, typically the only people that talk about Mac Pro that I know that are well-known pundits uh, use it for basically compiling binaries. I, I would say <laughs> with all respect, I think this is not a good use case for what many people are buying these machines for. The Mac Pro is a really good machine for about three or four jobs. Uh, ZBrush, uh, After Effects, you know, Final Cut Pro, you know, um, it's not good for like Mathematica. It's not good for renders. It's not good for VR. Um, and in that same sense, like the, the iMac is a really good machine again for Aperture for Final Cut 10. But if you're doing like 3D development, that's something you have to have at least two monitors for. You mm-hmm. just do. Yeah. And you know, that makes it not your horse, which is really a shame because the, um, you know, like uh, you know, uh, Maya is so unbelievably powerful. So right. I, I That's really what I'm see saying. This... it has the size, but it doesn't have 
those other things that people it, need. It, it, it works for a very specific user, right? Um, so my bigger concern here, like this is how I really have to process this, Christina. You know, I can't be the only person that when I buy a really small, sexy, light uh, Apple machine like the MacBook, I love my MacBook, but I can't currently plug it in anywhere. Um, So I kind of wonder if Apple is pulling these off the market and taking a break for a while to kind of let all the Macs they're selling to kind of have a break point where there's not this backward legacy with it, Mm, right? Totally. And then in the future, they come out with this display. Um, You know, it is Retina. It does maybe have something internal. But then at that point, it's not even trying to, like, interface with the stuff of the past because it's just not mathematically feasible. That's the best theory I have about this. I think that's actually a pretty good theory because – and and I think that – it's possible that it could align. You know, there are all kinds of rumors about a big MacBook Pro refresh coming this fall. And that would make sense because I would think that if you could release a new display that maybe had USB-C built into it so you could charge or, or use your MacBook as the display port and, and, and as a charging thing, you know, connect it to it, right? Um, but you could also, you know, potentially have Thunderbolt 3, um, which would be able to transmit, you know, have the bandwidth necessary to do a 5K display without any sort of lag and and also carried if it had an external GPU. And you could kind of, as you said, make that breakpoint where it would work with XYZ machines. And so, like you said, it would kind of be understood if you've got an older machine, this is not for you. Right. Um, but, but for people who have these newer things, this is what it's for. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it makes sense in some grand strategy with Apple, but it's... Um, Christina, you can know, you please it, use your in with Tim Cook? Like, ring him up on the cell phone? Like, <laughs> hey, Tim. in with Tim Cook. <laughs> How's it going, Tim? How's Anna? How, yeah. <laughs> That would, that, 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 that would be that would be uh, I, I wish yeah no I wish I knew but I mean it, it it is notable though that they are getting rid of this and they're not having anything else and um, but at the same time you know what you know what's also notable the fact that this thing was sold for five years and they never lower the price that yeah. literally until this week people were paying a thousand dollars for the Thunderbolt display woo which you can only I can only imagine the margin on those by the time this thing like ended up you know what I mean <laughs> can, can I say though I mean you know my monitor today. It is bright. It's entirely usable. Oh, it's, it's five years old. And oh, it's, an, it's I, amazing displays. I'm not, I'm not judging that. I'm simply oh, saying. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Get, I'm just saying. Display with the know, same. This is because I was talking about this on my Twitter, and you know, people, you get. I I had a conversation. I'm not going to say the the news outlet this week, but it was a more traditional press outlet. And, you know, Christina, there's such a huge bifurcation between people that get Apple and people that don't get Apple, right? And people that don't get Apple say the same predictable things. Oh, you can get this thing on mono price and it's, you know, cheaper and you can spend $300. It's like, that's not what you're paying money for. You're paying for a warranty. You're paying for the fact that if it breaks, I can literally now drive down the street and get it repaired, right? You're, like you're paying for the fact that it's calibrated out, out, out of the factory to a certain right. standard. Right. Yeah. It's a really high quality piece of equipment. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there are 4K displays out there. They're solid. I've looked at some of them, but you know, Samsung maybe makes just, some really nice ones. I'm just. I'm not going to buy it if it's not Apple. I'm. I'm no. not. I, I. I. I'm not. So. That's the bottom line. I, I, I get you. That's the bottom line. You won't. The, the unfortunate thing, though, is that there are plenty of professionals who are deeply in the Apple ecosystem who need 4K displays because they need to edit 4K footage. Yeah. And they're going to. And they have to. Yeah. Um, I. So it, it's disappointing, I guess. You know, for for those people that that Apple doesn't make a product. Um, but it's also possible that I mean, maybe Apple looks at its ecosystem and goes. We don't need to be in this space right now. Um, it, it doesn't make us enough money, and when we have other things like cars to focus on, I don't. I don't know. Um, I'll be but, back. but it, it, it's it's interesting. <laughs> I, I hope that we. I hope this isn't the last we see. I have a feeling it won't be, but but it is interesting that you know they're getting rid of a product and have nothing to replace it with. Can I, can I add one more thing to this, Christina? Sure. I, I'm doing a column right now for Mac Life, and you know something I think is really notable is 
the big game news coming out of uh, WWDC was all about multiple controller support for tvOS, which literally has nothing to do with any Apple first party peripheral, right? Like right. you're using totally. the Steel Series controller. So totally. I think it's very interesting that their big news out of that conference had to do with the third party product. Agreed. And maybe we're seeing a move towards Apple where they are comfortable working with Seating. other high quality third party vendors. Well, I mean, that's kind of been the trend know. of yeah. our our speaking about Apple on this show is, oh, they're opening up in this way. Oh, they're opening up right. in this way now. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Well I remember so we'll when see. I reviewed them totally well when I just to close this out, when I reviewed the Mac Pro back in I guess it was early twenty fourteen, um, I that that was this sort of situation where we needed to test it with four K displays. And so I had um I think it was it was Asus and and it was somebody else um who sent me um 4K displays um, because I, I used the ones that were recommended by Apple that I knew would work with the Mac Pro and would work with OS OS 10 and have the right driver support. Um, but you know, but that that was a very weird thing where like to to get that display, like you'd have to go to the website and see like suggested models. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know that it was they did actually send me to review a cinema display as well. Um, and so I had the the the, the Thunderbolt display. So I had a Thunderbolt display and two 4K displays connected to it at once. It was, I was living life that week. Um, that, that, that I, I was, I was like living for everything. But like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's. I, I think we're right. They have been opening up a little bit more, and I think your example, Bree, about you know the third party controller stuff is is, is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Gamify, a digital agency specializing in the gamification of digital marketing. The gamification of non-conventional gaming systems is a multi-billion dollar industry projected to reach $11 billion, which is a real big number, in 2020. And Gamify can design, develop, and deploy digital campaigns, create interactive cross-platform applications, engaging games, HTML5 applications, and even websites for your product. Um, I looked them up on their website. They've done stuff for The Sims 4 and FIFA 16. And then outside of games, they've done stuff for, like, Toyota, um, from, like, Toyota to Pampers, a diverse portfolio of things that they have done. Uh, They've worked with industry leaders on a range of applications like digital microsites, promotional games, and interactive web pages. And they help people increase their online presence through the power of advertising. (laughs) Advertising. (laughs) And they employ cutting-edge technology to create engaging user experiences, which is what you want people to have when you're trying to convince them that your product is the best. You give them an engaging experience, you make them experience it and love it, and then they will come back to you for more thirsty, craving your product. If you want to find out more, visit them online at G-A-M-E-Y-F-I dot com. They are offering a 10% discount to anyone who puts Game 10, that is 10, the numbers one zero. Game 10 in the header of any email correspondence. Thank you awesome. so, so much to Gamify for supporting this show and Relay FM. I was like, wait, no, I'm doing it again. Rocket. Relay <laughs> FM and Rocket. Not FM, just Rocket. <laughs> Did we want to touch on Mac OS Sierra? What we all knew oh, was coming. That's all you, Christina. That's all you. Yeah. I'm, it's going to be so hard to stop calling it OS 10 on the show. It's gonna be, oh, I know I'm going to F it up. I'm super I'm sorry. I mean, look at it this way. Then we can stop correcting people when they say OS X. And oh my we God. can just. I'm very excited about that. Live I'm a, very a happy about life that. where everyone is on the same page. No, I mean, that's always been the big like demarcation, though, between like real Mac users and fake Mac users. So right. Like, Ouch. Is, is, well, no, but if you call it OS X, you're not a real Mac user. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree with Coming that. Coming out guns blazing in the Mac OS Sierra <laughs> segment, Christina Warren announces that people who say Mac uh, Mac OS X. Oh my god, I almost actually said that. I'm Those sorry, words it's came been out, out for 15 mouth. years. If you're if you're not already like acknowledging that, like come on, come on now. Uh, but no, I think it's cool. Have you had a chance to play with it at all? Either of you? Have you uh, no, seen it? No, but I did watch I, I your video about it. I lesson well, Christina Warren, when you're doing a job and you bring a beta release to your work machine. It doesn't oh, go yeah. well. It doesn't it's go well. It's not a good idea. No. You don't want to bug no. test as, right. at the same time as you create your own work for your right. livelihood? No, totally. No, no. I mean, I will say in my experience, it's pretty solid. But at the same time, there are some bugs. And I definitely recommend you not putting this on your main machine. 
machine. Um, the public beta, depending on what you do, if you do light work, if you're not doing like what Brie does, like Brie, I would never recommend that. But if you're somebody who like our listeners who, you know, you're, you're not doing, um, a, 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 if most of the apps you use are fairly recently updated, you know, you're not doing a lot of, of high graphical stuff or, or things that are, you know, like your skeletal it, meshes, it, your, your shading, exactly. your, you know, uh, you're probably going to be your okay. Cells. Um, Oh, there are only a couple of apps that I found that don't work with it. Uh, bar, uh, the, the bartender menu bar app that like helps you manage your menu bar items does no. not work with it. Um, but they've got, they've already, the developers are aware and, and he's going to put out like a beta release before, you know, some, sometime, you know, the next few weeks. Um, I have to say though, I mean, it, it seems pretty solid, but, but again, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, bu- it's a beta, it's, it's a developer, uh, preview and then the public data will be out later this summer. Um, the big standout feature is obviously Siri on the Mac. That's that's kind of the big headline grabbing feature. Um, it's good. My question about Siri is, even though I like the way they've implemented it, and I think it's smart, it, it, it works differently than it does in iOS. You can do the same sort of iOS things, but you can also do stuff like move my calendar, move my appointment from two o'clock to three o'clock. You know, text someone, um, search the web for images of Simone de Rochefort. Yes, um, you know, which I know, can. I know you want to, but. I, I may have done that. I didn't include that in, in, in my screenshots from Mashable, but but I may have and done that. And yet you like sent a text message to your husband in the video? I did. Ugh. I did. And, and you I didn't said, include me. Okay, I see how it is, I'm Mom. I'm sorry. I see I'm how sorry. It is. It, 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 you know, well, I mean, come on. I had to give Grant a shout out. You, know, you can play music. You can you can do all kinds of, of things with it, and it works pretty well. My big question, and I, I'd love to hear you guys' feedback uh, before, before we move on to some of the other features, is I don't know how many people are actually going to – use this it's cool but a you siri yeah on the oh, mac because god yeah i'll use it all the time like you'll use something, all the time? okay something really bothers me about right well yeah. she's not but i think that's actually smart i think that's actually a good thing because if she were voice activated you could set off your phone and your computer at the same time and then they would talk yeah. to yeah. Okay, and, and, and i will that say this too awesome and I will say this too. <laughs> there's a keyboard war. shortcut. There's a keyboard shortcut. Right now it's function space. It might change, but but right right now it's function space. And that means that for all intents and purposes, it is voice activated because you hit two keys and you pull her up. Um, and, and Siri on the Mac is not going to be like Alexa, you know, on the Echo where you're wanting to call it from across the room. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a thing where you're in another app. I can see mostly using a lot of full screen apps or other things where you want to pull up information. You want to access things and not have to use your app switcher or go to another desktop and you can just pull in that information, I guess. And I guess so. It's, I'm glad to hear you'll use it, Bree. I guess my oh, yeah. I, I think I think of this for myself from a very you know selfish standpoint. You know, which is I work in an office, right? And so for me, I'm not sure how comfortable I would be talking to my computer in front of everyone. I mean, yeah, well, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. like, and, and I have no shame, and I don't <laughs> even care about embarrassing myself. It's just sometimes I don't necessarily want them to know that I'm Googling, you know, Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston. Like, I don't need, I don't need Christina the world to leans know that in I'm... close to her MacBook. <laughs> Google, 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 Taylor Swift. Exactly. Taylor I'm like, I want to say search the web. Exactly. I, because I want to see their latest paparazzi images. They were at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse last night. I want to see the photos. <laughs> you and, need and, to and like I wanna be- set Siri up with some code words where like, you yes. say like Google or Siri, Google, um, a Google Mac the mashable Pro. stock price. And she brings and up all the Taylor Swift boom. news. Yeah. Oh, right. that would be amazing! Google yeah, right. no, that would stock prices right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, and like, let stock prices mean you know Taylor Swift's location. Mm. No, I mean, <laughs> but, but like, but I do wonder. Like, I think at home I can see myself using it, but at the office, just because it's not even so much me being embarrassed per se, just you know, not wanting to disturb other people. It's just yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the same reason you don't answer emails. I mean, uh, voicemails on speakerphone, yeah. right? In an office, you don't do it. I I do want to know this. Something that bothers me a lot is I use the dictation feature all the time. This is why when I text you, a lot of the time it makes no sense. <laughs> um, so it doesn't matter which Mac I'm using. I can use my Mac Pro with like 32 gigs of RAM and an SSD, or my you know Mac. Book one with like you know nothing in it there's always like a three four second delay in between hitting function twice in the dictation feature starting so my question is is that delay still present in siri um from what i found no it's not it's, it's oh, quite God. good there oh so th- th- that that is that is better there is a delay at least in the beta version right now 
when you're doing anything that requires it to kind of open another application. So for instance, if I'm asking it to search the web or if I'm asking it, you know, to query something, you know, that's connected to a service or even to do the dictating stuff, it's very fast. If I'm asking it to turn off my Wi-Fi, uh, by the way, if you ask it to turn off Wi-Fi, that's great. But then you have to manually turn your Wi-Fi on because Siri needs Wi-Fi to work. So that's kind of a weird, that's kind of a weird thing where you can basically kind of cribble Siri. Um, <laughs> you know, but if I want to adjust the brightness on my computer, if I want to put it to sleep, all those things happen instantaneously. Um, but if you do anything, at least right now, that, that's, that's calling another application, like show me directions to the Apple store or, um, you know, uh, play Taylor Swift, um, you know, you, you know, play, play all too well by Taylor Swift that has to then send a function to another app, there's a delay. It's not a big delay, you know, but it, but, but it does take some time. And so, and that's just, I mean, look, that makes complete sense. They've got to send logic to an app, open the app up and, and give it to you. And, and no matter how fast your Mac is, I mean, maybe a Mac Pro, it'll be more instantaneous, but that's that's going to take some time. But from the dictation stuff, it works really well. And and I didn't notice the, the same delay that they had kind of in the in the accessibility options that they had before. So oh, that's, that's good. That drives me up the wall. Very glad to hear that. My the the moment in the the video review or not review but overview of it that you did for Mashable where I was like yes was universal copy paste between yes, computer yes, and God. iPhone yes 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 yes, yes. Okay. yes. Yeah, I, I'm living for this. This, Sorry, this is, makes Siri, my life. All I want to do is oh, just like copy I was about to switch URL I was on my clipboard and put it on oh, my phone. My God. No, I, I so my, the article that I wrote about uh, uh, macOS Sierra, which I think was 3,300 words. Which I know is not Syracuse territory, but damn it, it's close. No, that's a lot. That's quite a bit. That's a whole lot, for, for, especially for Mashable. Um, I, I like went into depth about how well that works, and it is awesome. Um, there, there, have, there have been apps, you know, like like a, like like copied that, that 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 work really well. You know, that kind of create a universal clipboard between things. But you have to, but to get that to work, you've got to have an app running on your Mac. You've got to have it on your iPhone. You've got to launch those things. It's not automatic. How this works is so seamless. As long as you're signed into the same iCloud account, copying text. Or, or images, literally what you copy on one device is available to paste on the other. And it's great. God so if I copy America. text or something, so I, exactly. So I copy text on, on, from a, or, or URL from my web browser on, you know, um, my iPhone, I can paste it onto uh, Mac OS Sierra and vice versa. You can also now with iOS 10 copy from your iPhone to iPad. Um, and, and this, you know, works. So it's awesome. I mean, continuity, you know, kind of got us there. You could open up apps, you can open up web browser pages, but a lot of times you just want to copy certain things. And, and what's nice about it, it works the right way so that, for instance, if I copied something on my phone and then I got to my computer and I didn't hit paste, but I copied something on my computer, whatever I copied on my computer would take precedence. So it, it's not going to, it's not going to be one of those things where you don't have multiple clipboards, you don't have clipboard management. If you want to do things like that, you can still use apps like, you know, pasty or, or, or copied. And those are going to be better for you. Um, but I think that for, for most users, this is going to be, um, or, or Alfred, you know, is, is another tool that, that has like multiple clipboard access, you know, and that, and that has a server component where people can access things too. Power users still will have their tools and there will be a place for them. But I think for regular users, this is going to open things up so much because I think a lot of us, I mean, most Mac users, I think it's fair to say, have an iPhone and, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's annoying. So. Well, and I think <laughs> this was to me, was kind of work. I mean, really? Yeah. You, that's weird. Um, but, but, Anyway, everybody in my work both uses a Mac and just, has an iPhone. But let them be. Um, let them I'm, live. I'm, I'm sorry. I know. I, I, I mean, know. look, they can live, but but I do feel, I feel for them. I, I um, feel for them too, but they don't want it. They don't want to hear it. Oh, that's fine. They don't want to hear. It, that's they fine. Don't they're want they're my happy. Pity. They're happy in their material life. That's great. Um, no, but I, I it does uh, make me kind of. Uh, Kind of think, kind of my. Over, I, I love the, the copy paste stuff. I think it's awesome. It'll it'll be a great feature for so many users. I think people will just really love it. Um, but what kind of my overarching thought about about macOS Sierra was, and and this go, both goes along with this feature and also some of the iCloud stuff that that is there. Um, the fact that your desktop and, and documents folder, if you choose, it's not on by default. You can enable it. Um, will be synced to iCloud, meaning that if you log into another Mac with your iCloud account. And turn it on. Anything that's on your desktop on one machine will show up on your desktop on another. Same mm-hmm. with your documents folder. So they sync across very similar to Dropbox and, and, and also OneDrive on Windows 10. That's nice. Um, and, but also the optimized storage stuff, which is kind of a combination of what Daisy Disk and Clean My Mac do, um, where it'll basically help you, A, see what's taking up all the space on your Mac so you can know if I need to delete this game because I've already played it and it's taking up space or if I want to put certain files on the cloud so you know I can optimize mm-hmm. my photos and say, just store my thumbnails on my computer and I'll download the full resolution when I want. 
Um, but otherwise, you know, don't do that. Uh, mail it can it can really clean out your mail. I had twenty gigabytes of of, of um, uh, email on my computer, Goodness. and I was able to get rid of about. Yeah, I know. Um, I was able to get rid of about ten gigabytes of that just by having the attachments stored on the cloud on IMAP rather oh than being gosh. locally stored. Um, so if you could the, just go through my inbox and get rid of all the LinkedIn emails, like oh that would be awesome. Like that's I mean, hey, 500 gigs <laughs> right there. Dude, that, that was I'm, a funny joke last week when, when when Microsoft bought LinkedIn. It was like Satya Nadella bought it so that he paid $26 billion so he wouldn't <laughs> get any more LinkedIn emails. I loved it. I loved it. So, I mean, but Christina, where do you think this is going to rank? Because to me, this looks like a, a, a rather iterative version Completely of, uh, I guess – Mac OS. I'm never yes. going to get to say that. I mean, this doesn't look like a Mavericks. This looks more like a, a Snow Leopard, to be honest. And Snow Leopard was a great release. It was great. But, uh, yeah. and, and, and Yosemite, I mean, um, not Mavericks, I mean, El Capitan was kind of a Snow Leopard release. Yeah. It's iterative yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's iterative for sure. But I think what's interesting about it to me, A, you're right. It is iterative. I and mean, this isn't reinventing the wheel. This is adding some, some Howard user features. It's adding some, some you know, bling for people who want Siri. But I think the bigger thing, what's interesting to me about it, is it's the first OS ten release that I've seen, or excuse me, Mac OS release. I'm never going to get used to it either. I'm going to be saying <laughs> the wrong thing for years. Um, it's it's going to be the first, you know, Mac OS release that I think that to me really kind of puts the services aspect of, of Apple at the forefront. It's not, they're, they're doing it in the right way. They're not going to force you to use their services. If you don't want to be part of iCloud, if you don't want to pay for the extra iCloud storage, they're not going to force you and your experience won't necessarily be worse for it. But what they are doing is they're creating a lot of these features that really take advantage of iCloud, things like the universal clipboard. So if you're logged into iCloud, you can use it across your devices. Things like optimized storage, where if you have iCloud storage space, if you pay for extra storage, you can save more space on your main Mac. Uh, things like the the you know iCloud documents and desktop, same exact thing where you know it, it's going to treat it more like OneDrive, which is a better way of doing things. And that has, to me, I don't know about what you guys think, but it's a very different approach than they've taken in the past, where in the past, at least with OS X, um, it always felt like the iCloud stuff was sort of bolted on. It was mm-hmm. integrated, but not really. And this is the first release where, especially with the Siri stuff too, Siri being part of it, where it feels like it's a a, a more core part of the operating system. And since iCloud is, has increasingly become a core part of, of, of iOS, and that's been the case for a while, you know, so many developers use it. On iOS, it works more in the background. You know, you have iCloud Drive, but there's not like a, a file system that you really have access to. The fact that, that, that in, in macOS Sierra, they're really putting more of an emphasis on these services I think is really telling both where Apple kind of sees potential for their business going forward. But I think also, to me, the bigger play here is is what this says about the overall Apple ecosystem, where it used to be, you know, you bought your Mac and then your iPhone was kind of your accessory to your Mac. And now it almost feels like your Mac is your accessory to your iPhone. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's sexy. I mean, but that's that's how we it's, use it's it the these days. Yeah, I, well, it is. I, but, but I think it, 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 it's sad for some Mac lovers, but at the same time, it's accurate. And I and I think that both things end up being better together. But it's mm-hmm. interesting when I looked at all the new features and how many of them had an iOS component. And and but but, but I, what I like about Microsoft's approach, the, not Microsoft. What I like about Apple's approach, which differs from Microsoft and also differs from, from Google, is that they still are keeping the the ways you use it and the context in which you use these systems different. They're just making the features work across both places, and I think that makes sense. Yeah, so, I'm into I like that. It. I- I have to say, Christina, like, do you remember when Launchpad came out yeah. in OS X and everyone, I remember the Mac community screaming up and down going, oh my God, they're going to turn OS X into, into iOS and we're here. <laughs> like we're here. Like they're becoming closer integrated. <laughs> and, but but, you, know what, but yeah. you know what's good about that? We are here. Um, it took years, but, but they've done it in a really smart way. They've yeah, done it in I a way. That, that I think what a lot of us freaked out about, which was what we were fr- afraid of, was that it would be and, – and you did see this a little bit in, in Lion and Mountain Lion where the user interface got so skeuomorphic and so almost oh, iOS-like oh, that, it, yeah. that, that, that it wasn't you, – you felt like your Mac was almost – what didn't have those power user features. And, and what they did with Yosemite and, and then with Mavericks a little bit really with Yosemite, really with El Capitan is they kind of went back to the power users who love to use their Macs. And now what I feel like they've done is they've said – Look, we're going to take all the things that you love and that you use on your iPhone. We're going to bring them to the Mac, but we're going to make sure you know you're using a Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's well said. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Blue Apron, our premier favorite absolute service that delivers the food that you will eat to your door so that you can make a beautiful home-cooked meal that will be delightful and wonderful in every way. Blue Apron's mission is to make home cooking accessible to everyone. 
They said, what, what can we do? What can we do to help the people of the world? We can make it so that even Brianna Wu. Even me. Even, even that person. Me. Even Brie. Even Brie. That is not their slogan, but it could be and should be. <laughs> it, should, it, it should be even Brie. Even Brie. It should be. Even Brie. I am such a terrible cook, or I was. So. Before Blue Apron. Oh, my I God. I mean, I managed to not burn my hand off like Simone de Rochelle. Listen, but, I made a mistake, yeah. and I am paying for right. it right now. It feels a little better, actually. Um, all right, all right. Blue Apron does not provide burn insurance, but what they do provide is for less than $10 a meal, fresh, wonderful ingredients delivered to your door along with a seasonal recipe. The ingredients are seasonal as well. You know, they go together. It's a whole thing. Um, this These things delivered to your door so that you can make a home-cooked meal in 40 minutes or less, take out all that time spent agonizing and Googling and, like, crisscross referencing with recipes online in your refrigerator. Oh, do I have this? Am I out of basil? Does basil even go bad? I don't really know. It doesn't. I don't think it goes bad. There I mean, are three things you have to I keep can't in be your trusted. House. Salt, pepper, and olive oil. And that's it. And they give you literally everything else. Yeah. So no as long as you grocery have shopping. one frying pan and a couple of cereal bowls, you're going to be okay. <laughs> even free. <laughs> Even Brie. So these recipes have step-by-step instructions that you can follow to create a delicious and beautiful meal for yourself and your family. And you can customize your order every week based on like how many days you need. So say you know you're really busy a couple days a week, just get meals for that week. You'll prepare them yourself, make them the night before, whatever. And then you have your food. You don't have to like go out and feel like a person who is literally throwing money into the sewers by buying takeout over and over again because you're making your own delicious, lovely, healthy meals in your it's home. It's so good. It's so good. So last night, um, you know, I'm still recovering from bron- bronchitis and pneumonia simultaneously. So my husband has been nice enough to be cooking. Man, it was this... So imagine like this mustard sauce where they like mix I'm in olive oil it. and put vinegar over it and get the freshest blue cheese you've <sighs> ever eaten in your entire life over like chopped nuts in a salad. It was so unbelievably good. You like hurt it was me. it was just every single bite my husband and I were looking at each other like, "Oh my god, this is so good." That yeah, I love blue apron. Is freaking beautiful. I yeah. want I want to segue yeah. this into the next topic, but I'm going to keep telling you about Blue Apron while I continue <laughs> going. Apparently, this is new. Research shows that cooking together builds strong family bonds. That's not new. But Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. I didn't know that. Anyway, so if you want a fresh recipe, you know, customized as you want it every week, Blue Apron will provide that for you. Um, things like crispy cod and cabbage slaw tacos. Yum. or. Middle Eastern chicken and chickpea stew with pita croutons. Oh. I want those things. Check out this week's menu and get two meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rocket. You have literally nothing to lose because it's you get free, free food. With free it's it's freaking even shipping. cheaper. It's even cheaper than the Burger King Cheeto and Mac oh, monstrosity. Mac and oh my god! What if Blue Apron like makes a recipe for that, but with like locally <gasps> oh sourced cheese, oh, locally, locally sourced like, Cheetos? Cheetos, and like I don't know, handcrafted oh. noodles that would literally be the best thing that I have ever thought I, of. I, make it happen, Blue Apron. Make it happen, Blue Please Apron, do, for the sake of Rocket. Blue, uh, Blue Apron, if you do that, Christina, who does not cook at all, like at all. Mm-hmm. I, I order, and I'm very good at ordering. If if you do that, Christina will cook. Yeah, <laughs> I will make Christina cook these mac and cheetos for me. If I will, right. I will cook That's them right. for you. I will I do hope it. Burger King doesn't have like a trademark on that. They can't. They can't do that they to can't. me. I'll make my own. Blue Apron will make their cheese, own too. No, maybe we, if I we, pray. We just call them. All you do is call them macaroni and cheese, uh, cheese puff and crusted mac and cheese bites. Love it. Okay. Cheese anyway, puff back and crusted to Blue mac Apron. And like I said, free shipping, free, two free meals. Blueapron.com/rocket. Thank you so much, Blue Apron, for supporting Rocket and Relay FM. Uh, Brianna, I hear that you want to have a VR party in your home. Will you I, provide I Blue the- Apron catering? For such <laughs> events, will you? I don't know if I'll cook that much Blue Apron, but we are having a VR party uh, in our home very soon. So this week, uh, I have managed to pull myself through the sickness and the haze to finally assemble all the parts to uh, to my PC. So, all right, uh, for, for before you before before you get into yeah, everything you've done, yeah. give us the specs on your PC. We all need okay, to know your build. Okay, so 
it's a it's an i5. It's Skylake. It's it's quad core. Uh, 16 gigs. I got, uh, they have this new kind of M2 memory that goes on the motherboard, like the blade type RAM in a, oh, yeah, in yeah, a yeah, MacBook yeah. Air. So I got a uh, Samsung, one of those it's 512 and I got a GTX 1080 graphics card, which was nice. $850. I think you mean GT10. Ridi- yes. Sorry. Yes. Uh, anyway, it is ridiculously powerful. It's ridiculously awesome. So, um, it is a heck of a machine. It is, it is just a screaming fast machine. So what I did was, um, you know, I, I just could be really honest with rocket listeners. Look, I am not gonna love a machine. That's not a Mac, right? Like I'm just, I, I, it's hard to explain. Like I can certainly build a fast computer, but I'm never going to love it. It's never going to feel elegant and well put together. So I was, I've never built a PC before, but unfortunately Apple puts me in this situation where I can't buy any Mac that can run Oculus and, and Vive and I need them for my job. So, um, you know, basically I, I went online and I found someone's parts and I got the biggest roomiest case that I could. And, um, I put it all together and, um, I, I have to say, I was really expecting, um, like, do you remember this, Christina, in like the 90s or even the nils when you would um, be messing with Windows and like some driver wouldn't work and then you'd be hunting on some website to like find it? Like, you know, this whole nightmare, right? Like it's the cascade failure. Absolutely. What amazed me. And I don't know if this is just me or if Windows 10 has gotten better or if I just found a really good build, but I'm telling you, everything worked flawlessly, like no problem whatsoever. Um, like I went very slow as I was building it, but like the power supply, no mm-hmm. problems. Motherboard just screwed in, hooked up a few screws. Uh, put the cooler into place. That was the hardest part. Right. Um, turned it on. The BIOS worked right off the bat. Nice. Um, I plugged in an existing Windows 10 drive around here, then used that to install um, a copy of Windows 10, a fresh copy to the, you know, the, the M2 thing on the motherboard. Right. Uh, removed the old drive. Uh, worked fine. Plopped the, 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 the 1080 card in there. Worked fine. Just worked automatically. Plugged Oculus in, worked fine. Plugged the Vive in, and it worked fine. I had no problems whatsoever. So I'm Sounds really like a just, beautiful and ideal experience. I, I'm really surprised about this, Simone. Me too. So, um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah no, um, I... Go ahead. Sorry. My, my, my husband, he didn't build a VR machine, but he, he built um, a kind of a, a new gaming PC for himself uh, around his birthday. And, and I bought him RAM for his birthday because that's oh. what happens when, when, when yeah. <laughs> that, that's what happens when, when you're nerds in love. Yes. And he kind of had a similar situation where we, it was the first time either of us had built a PC in a long time. And we didn't run into any driver's problems. And when uh, Kellen Becker, intern, he built, uh, he basically built a Oculus ready machine for like, I think under $700. Um, so, you know, it, it's not like the highest end, but it'll work, you know, basically using, you know, as, as cheap a build as he could. Um, it was the same sort of situation. And, and he was mostly using AMD stuff, like even an AMD CPU, wow. which I mean, rolling my eyes on that, but, but he likes AMD CPUs. Uh, and we were, we were on a budget. Um, and it was the same sort of thing where, like, I was – when he was building that, I was expecting – I was like, oh, you're going to run into some issues, you know, driver-wise. Nothing. So I think what – I mean, Rocker, uh, Rocket listeners let us know. I mean, I think maybe we've just been on our Mac bubble for too many years. But I think that, like, it's just gotten – I think they've just kind of fixed the problem. Well, do you know what I was thinking, Christina? Do you remember in the 90s, Simone, you were a zygote, so you may not know this. But um, do you remember when you would be trying to register your Microsoft uh, Windows copy online? Yes. And you would like, you would get two copies with everything of Windows you bought for $200. And then you would like have to call the stupid line and enter in every number and you'd be like, W C J. Yes, and if you change, yes, and if you changed your the 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 hardware configuration of your computer yes. too much, you'd have you to, to call. do this so, every for instance, time. You replace your you replace your hard drive. You replace so, your CPU. You replace your GPU. Right. I was a computer repair person, so when people would bring their computers into me to fix, 
and then I'd have to replace like the CD-ROM drive and 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 the graphics card yeah, and whatnot. You'd be and doing then that. Windows Windows XP would be like, this is not registered, and I'd have like I literally had Microsoft's number memorized, and I'd have to like call and be like, no, this is the same thing. Here are the twenty-five-digit numbers. This. Oh yes, my god! So I've also done worst. that a hundred times. What really struck me this time is a Rocket listener was nice enough to give me a copy of Windows 10 a while back, and I figured out how to deactivate it from the command prompt and move it onto this new machine. So, like, when you're registering Windows now, it will make you go to a phone menu, but then it says, hey, do you want me to text you uh, this fun app? And then it goes to the secure thing, and then you're just entering in 25 digits on your phone, hitting send, and it's done. And that is such an upgrade from the way it is. And that's just a metaphor for how this entire process is very Microsoft-y. And you know what I mean by that? Yes, But it's smarter Microsoft-y. Like, it's looking for those drivers online. Um, Mm -hmm. It it, it was just a much smoother experience. I guess I do have to say, I did update the video card driver on our work computer recently. And it did point me to the correct place and like made it super easy to download that driver, which I was very annoyed at just that whole process in the first place, but it's definitely easier than I remember it being. I feel like when you build your own computer from scratch, like it's almost, it must be a lot nicer because you know what you're getting into. Whereas if you get a, a computer built for you or you're going to someone else's computer, like say a work computer, you don't know what people have installed on that thing. You don't know what it comes right. with. You don't know what you're getting, what you need. It's it's just, it's the wild west out there, and that's something yeah. that still makes me go ah. Right, um, right. Yeah, you you've built this from the ground up. You know what exactly is in it. Um, right, and when it comes to upgrading it, like you know, a few years from now, I'm sure I'll pull out the motherboard and you know upgrade mm-hmm. both of those. I did spend a bit on it. I think the cost of the build was sixteen hundred, and then um, well, I got some other bells and whistles. Like I decided I wanted um, an external, um, not external, but like a um, you know uh, a USB three dedicated you know card for that off my motherboard. When all those things were together, I bet it's closer to eighteen hundred. But you know. Mm-hmm. Still, it's a it's a good machine that will last a really long time. The thing I really want to talk about today is uh, Oculus versus Vive yeah. because um, you know I have both of them, and I want to really warn Rocket listeners out there to not get Oculus. It is garbage. It is not worth six hundred dollars as it is right now. Ooh, I'm sure. I'm sure once it gets the touch controller, it's going to be okay. But the Vive is, like I was saying this on Twitter, the Vive is like a Ferrari and the Oculus is like a kid's big wheel because all you can do is sit there and play these games that make you nauseous as frack and use an Xbox 360 controller. It's cool, but it's not great. And then like with the Vive, it is un. I I can't even say the word. It's unbelievable. Like you put it in and like you're in portal world and like the world is just like flipping all upside down, like in portal. And you can play games where you're like bouncing a tennis ball up and it feels exactly like bouncing a tennis ball off your racket. It feels exactly the same. Are you talking about selfie tennis? I'm talking about selfie tennis, which I love. It's so much fun. Fantastic contraption is amazing. It is. I mean, Simone, you've done this, right? It's like, it's, it's awesome. Definitely. I definitely, I I don't agree that Oculus is garbage. I did enjoy it, but I have used the Vive far, far more extensively just because at this point, the the library of games for it is more, A, more interesting. And then B, that it more interesting to interact with, like, even if the game is on both, but it like the Vive is just so much more engaging in that way. Um, I, I have my complaints just about how fiddly it is to set up. And yes. I did actually get nauseous in Fantastic Contraption. I still don't know why. Uh, that game cool. particularly was just like, what? Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I agree uh, overall with what you have said about just like the level of, like you you don't expect to be that transported to another world. And then you're like, oh man, I totally believe that I can like run forever off this cliff. Right. I I have to say hover junkers did make me very sick because you are floating along on a hovercraft. Mm-hmm. Fantastic contraption. I didn't get I that need at to all. Play hover Frank junkers. didn't get that. It's the reloading of the guns is really interesting. Um, like because you're 
like you have the thumb controller. So like if you want to reload a, um, a revolver, you like slide it sideways and then you like oh, that's s- cool. swirl it around to like re- load new bullets in it. And then you flick your wrist back and then it slides back into the chamber and that you're ready to go. very cool. It is, except for when you're flying along on the hover craft, then you want to throw up everywhere. It's like shooting that. very difficult. Um, but I want to ask you, like with the Oculus, do you have the touch controllers at Polygon? No, because do not. my So why do you like it then? Because I thought the resolution was less sharp. Um, it's more uncomfortable and the games are just not fun. Like Eve uh, Valkyrie is just, it's a fantastic game, but it, it it just doesn't compare to selfie tennis. I I actually can't speak to the resolution. I guess just because that's mm-hmm. that's not something that I personally noticed a difference in. I believe you when you say that it's there because you have. No, I'm far saying more that's experience. my perception. Yeah. I could be wrong about yeah. that. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it wasn't mine. Um, I enjoyed this like final build of the Oculus far more than preview builds that I had used, like mm-hmm. the DK two. Um, oh God! The yeah. library for sure is not as fleshed out, but like as as a tool, I did feel, or as a VR headset, I did feel like I was immersed in the worlds that I was in. But then, like I think I mentioned it when I when we did the episode where I talked about this, like my immediate instinct when I put it on and saw that beautiful world was, oh, I'm gonna, I want to move, and I couldn't do that, and that was always like a right man. That was really my experience too. I haven't spent as much time as either of you, but that was that was my that was my feedback too, which was you immediately want that you want you want to yeah. go to that next level, and you yeah. can obviously do that on the Vive, and you can't do that on the Oculus, but yeah. but it, because to me I was so immersed that I like immediately wanted to do more. Yeah, and that and you puts couldn't, the Vive it's up disappointing. there for me. But yeah, I think another thing is the Oculus has. Um, earphones that rest over your ears like honestly like cheap $80 I I mean $8 they're so comfortable they're comfortable but they're not immersive and you know using my canal buds with the the vibe is it just plugs off all your senses from reality and it just (laughs) makes you that much more immersed I think for me, uh, Oculus's so, headphones like did the trick. Like that was uh, them being integrated into the headset was nice for me, just because I, when I was reviewing, not re- I didn't review the Vive when I was reviewing games for the Vive, um, like capturing them and stuff. I just spent so much time wrestling with my headphones and the headset, like having to take everything off and on again and it was this whole hassle it just created like this this additional cord that I had to be very yeah, aware of, and that yeah. was frustrating for me. Yeah, I definitely feel you there. I don't know. You know, I my main thing is it is really a magical experience. Yes. And one of the things at WWDC, like, Christina, you weren't at uh, Jason Snell's uh, party. No, I but, wish I could have been there. Know, it, it was fantastic. And, you know, Casey and a whole bunch of, uh, I think Mike was there, too. A lot of them went down to Facebook and got to try out um, Oculus, like with the touch controller, and nice. all of them left Ooh. like completely sold on this 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 product. And like we were talking today in relay chat, like we're not sure what um, you know, we're sure VR is going to be a big part of the future. We're just not sure what yet. Right. And I have to say, the instant you use Vive, it is beyond magical like frank tried it and was just two hours later i'm trying have to you seen him peel since? it away from him <laughs> yeah i have it i have it it's just it's unbelievable it's super immersive it's a lot of fun uh i do want to say it feels a little dangerous though like i was playing selfie tennis and nearly broke my television from right. like on a back did you see the article backhand? that we did about that ben actually wrote an no. article about people no. like the selfie tennis tag at the time was just full of people being like man my thumb is bleeding. Oh man, I smacked my controller against a wall. Like that particular game. And I definitely yeah. that like, that was the one where I was like, I'm gonna hit this ball, and then I smashed my hand into the wall and I was like, oh <laughs> regret. But it, but it it's was so encouraging fun. you to it's if you're good at tennis, that completely translates to that game. It but does. it's the gameplay encourages you to overhand smash because of the grip it asks you to take on the mm-hmm. racket. So and like if you don't hit it hard, it won't go far enough. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta hit it hard. <laughs> Did you hit the ball at those weird cloud people? I may have. I'm <laughs> I don't I blame you. I did. Do okay. not blame okay. you. I okay. one more thing. Oh yeah, I just wanted to ask if you've played and this is just the worst game name in the world um the gallery call of the starseed 
No, I haven't. So this I is an saw episodic, it. It looked good. It, it yeah. is, and I'm, I'm it. Uh, it makes me furious because it's another one of those cases where it's like you have an interesting game here, you know, and you have named it something that is hard to remember. Like, and that sounds it, it sounds like Sega would have released it in 1996. Yes, thank right. you. So this is kind of a. It, it reminded me almost of Gone Home in VR. You're exploring this beach area, Ooh. and your sister has. Um, you're, you and your sister were investigating this thing. It's kind of sci-fi. It's very Goonies-esque, actually. Um, and it's a narrative episodotic game. So I would I, I played the first episode of it, and it was really interesting. So I would I'm check buying that out it out right if I now. were you. I'm buying it right now. Do you move as you are trying to do it? Because like, a lot of the games have you teleport, which seems to be the better paradigm. Uh, you can. It's based the typical paradigm, which is you move in your room space, and then you teleport when you want to go further. Um, Great. So, which, yeah, I wish that we... That's that's what I prefer. Yeah. Cool. I want, like, right, a warehouse where I can be free to roam forever. But, yeah, it, I okay. think it does Last teleporting really well. Last thing to say about this, like, the joke about gamers living in their mother's basement, like, I'm really thinking about, like, moving this down to our basement where there's a lot of room there. Please and I do. I can't hurt anything. Only it's not much taller down there. So that's the You're going to hit problem. the ceiling. Yeah, we've right. gotten a house with higher ceilings. If I, I bought this I'm excited before. to hear so. what you think of it uh, next week. Okay. Uh, okay. What are we doing? What are we doing this week? What are we doing? Brianna, you're going into the virtual world. Well, I think we had some dessert to get to. Oh, we did have some dessert. We do have dessert to get we've to. We've got to. Oh, man, I almost skipped this. the most important news of the show. Oh, right? <laughs> I, a foolish human. So, and I, I can't believe I'm even saying these words. Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift are an item now. <gasps> she so recently broke up with Calvin and then was spotted smooching Tom. And now yep, they are and- seen dancing together. Oh, no, they were they went to the Selena Gomez concert with Taylor's friends together, and they went to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse together, and they're together, and I'm here for it. it it's yeah. freaking me out yeah. because like Tom Hiddleston, like Taylor Swift, she's my age, you know? So that's yeah. someone that I'm like. You're like me, girl. And then Tom Hiddleston is like, I am a suave, older British gentleman. He's not even that much older. He's relatively no, he's young, he's, he's right? 30, like, he's 35. He's 35. Yeah, so he's like nine years totally older, which weird. isn't huge. But then I'm no. like, oh my God, he's hanging out with Taylor Swift and her girl squad. I don't know what's happening. I'm very confused. <laughs> Just think about this, though. So he's in the running to be the next James Bond, and he's been like... And he hev- needs to be the next James Bond. He needs Bond. to be the James Bond, and he's been yeah. heavily like like campaigning for it. Imagine this. He gets cast as James Bond. She does the James Bond theme song. <gasps> oh, Christina, how long have you been fantasizing about this? Since the pictures of them making out on the beach that may or may not have been staged in in, in Rhode Island, leaked. probably were. First Just like all, her photos on her vacation with Calvin Harris were oh, okay, staged. Look, we know that those were staged. Here's my here's my one thing where I don't know if the Taylor uh, Tom ones were staged. Her hair looked terrible. Oh, her it's, dress that's was true. not good. Her her dress was from 2012. And she had like a, a t-shirt over it. It was not a cute outfit. I'm Christina. just saying. Like, so so I'm thinking it wasn't. I love Taylor more than anything. It was not a cute outfit. And my thought was, would she want to purposely be papped that way? I would think hmm. she would want to look cuter. So that's my only feeling where I'm like, maybe they were on a rock on the beach and then there was like a 500 millimeter lens and the, the paparazzi were just like, whatever. Everyone should read Spencer Pratt from The Hills. He gave an amazing oh my interview God, with Cosmo Alden. you tweeted that. Yes. Ah, it was Cos- so interesting. Okay. Spencer's I never opinions- thought Spencer would have anything interesting to say, and he did, Christina. And now, okay, so, okay, first of all, he, he he goes into so much detail about how he never thought that Calvin was good enough for Taylor, which, true, <gasps> and how she was like, he just always seemed to be doing his DJ thing, like, ints, 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 beats, like, and she's like, don't talk to me, leave my cats alone, I'm leaving you for James Bond. Like, his commentary was hilarious and on point. Oh, my god. Spencer, gosh. we should get him as a guest on Rocket. I'm not even joking. Oh, um, I don't, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would do that for you, Christina Warren. For I you. mean, just just so we could get his. He likes technology. We could just get it his. It was opinions. amazing. Like he's talking about he like so this seems like it was shot with a hundred and thirty millimeter lens, yes, and I'm he, like, what the frack? Like, well, I mean, look, he, oh, he look, he, well, he 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 look. Of all the things we can say about Spencer Pratt, we know that he knows how to call the paparazzi. Okay, yeah, we yeah, know this about yeah. him. Anyway, his commentary was fantastic. I will find the link, Simone. Give it to you. We'll put it in our show notes. Thank you. His Thank commentary you. was great. His commentary was amazing. But like. 
I'm all about this. And so literally from the moment that those, those, those photos that may or may not have been staged appeared, I've been fantasizing about the fact that she will do the Bond song. He will be Bond. They will go to the Oscars together. It will be amazing. So they just need to keep it together for like a year or two. Yeah, basically. Look, if they can I mean, she can record they, the Bond song now. Like, I mean, look, if they can stay together as long as she was with Calvin Harris, then I think they're good. Um, and frankly, even if they break up before the Oscars, if, if she did the Bond song and he was Bond, how amazing would that oh, red that would be even be? better. I mean, oh. I'm here for the drama. I'm here for the love. I'm here for Hill Swift. All right. <laughs> I, I have to say, like, I yeah, there's just a, a limit to how sexy a dude can seem wearing a giant hat a giant green hat (laughs) and a costume and i was like yeah he's pretty cute and then i saw him on the muppets like he was on sesame street and he's like hanging out with elmo and i'm like oh my god i'm like very excited right now he's he's incredibly (laughs) hot perspective and like elmo's there and it was weird and all of that and then uh night manager was on if you haven't seen the series Like I need to see. I just finished the novel, which is even better. But um, it is just is a really, really well done series. And then after you see that, you cannot see James Bond as anyone but him. No, because he's just perfect. Yeah, his butt is so good. (laughs) Yeah, I saw his butt in Crimson Peak, and I enjoyed that experience a lot. Well, 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 you see lots of his butt, Night Manager, and and I just have to say, like, I'm here for more of that. I'm I'm, I'm here for more of it. I'm here for him as being James Bond. Yeah, you're right, Brie. You cannot see anybody else as that, and he'd be perfect. And I love them together. Also, Calvin Harris is being such a petty, petty man about this. I saw he deleted everything and unfollowed her. Oh, but it gets better. It gets better. Uh, he was then pa- pa- uh, paps like from the paparazzi wearing Yeezys <gasps> right after the the, the Tom uh, Tame news oh. twice. Okay, then he followed Kanye, Katy Perry, and a couple of other Taylor enemies on Twitter and Instagram. Oh my then god! He re- then he re- he he unfollowed her and her brother on Instagram. Then he refollowed them, and then fans are like, asking him questions. They're like, "You're just jealous." He's like, "No, I'm free." And he's like, <gasps> <laughs> "Like he's like." He's answering the question. He's literally being so petty, and I'm so here for it because it is the summer, and terrible things are happening in the world. And 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 I'm living for like a. I want Taylor Swift's happiness more than anything else. And if she's happy with Tom Hiddleston, I'm very happy about that. Second of all, I love watching people like Calvin Harris, who I enjoy, but I, I love watching them become petty man children when they're scorned by the beautiful, wonderful Taylor Swift. It's amazing. It's everything in life. It's true. I'm I'm very into that particular situation. This makes me very my my drama and gossip loving soul is yes, mine. It, it's by feasting. This. It, yes, it 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 sustains me. And um, but the final thing, Bree, tell us about the new Barbie. <gasps> new Barbie! Oh my God! So they released gamed up Barbie. No, and it looks apparently like you. they released. Your dreams have come it, true. It, it does. It does look a lot like me. I I I could take credit for this, but I think I just have a very stereotypical game developer look. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I would love to take credit and say, "Oh, they made a Barbie after me." But no, I dress like pretty much everyone else in our field. <laughs> so, uh, but no, like she has a red streak in her hair, and she's tall and gorgeous and she has a laptop and she plays Bejeweled on her tablet. And it is just, it is a a fantasy. It comes true. And the best part is like, you can look at the details on her development computer and they're all accurate. (gasps) And that's my very favorite part. I'm like, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, They definitely, and so there are apparently two versions of it. Uh, I didn't know this, but um, the the more expensive version of it is like ninety dollars, and I was like, "Why is there a complaint about how expensive this is?" I just got mine for ten on Amazon. So the the low rent version, like she's she's totally cute, and her outfit just has a little bit less detail, and she's totally solid. But the the more expensive version has like real stuff about you know Objective C and C on the back of it, and I know the woman that worked with Mattel to make all that stuff stuff accurate so um you can buy this toy like you can always buy barbies for your you know children on rocket we have no issue with that i think simone you're cool with it too right but this barbie especially like go ahead and go do that heck yeah no that is really awesome i love it 
Sorry, I got distracted by being nervous about the vote that's happening in the UK right now. Oh my god! <laughs> I know the Brexit guys. Yeah, I don't. Also, we, we can't Lohan even talk about tweet. it. But I just like read one tweet about it. And Lindsay suddenly Lohan was like, I'm not even like being salient. in this world anymore. <laughs> okay, but, but but Lindsay Lohan's tweeting about it, and she's making sense. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. See, this, this is why like, we that need is the the Tom Swift. This is why we need Spencer Pratt. We do. We need Spencer on to talk about the Brexit. Because this world is garbage. <laughs> it's scary. Um, okay. So what are we doing this week? <laughs> I am recovering lung capacity. Simone, God. that's what All I'm right. doing. You're recovering lung capacity and living in yes. the virtual world. Christina, what about you? Um, I'm doing so many Facebook Lives from Mashable. It's crazy. I know. Um, I know. Also, uh, just uh, doing more um, kind of finding Easter eggs and things with Mac OS Sierra. And frankly, if I'm being totally honest, obsessing over Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston. That's fair, which is why it's it's a real problem, you speaking to Siri in the office. Like, you have to stop. Exactly. They, they can't know. I mean, like, look, most of my coworkers do know my obsession level, like, and they're okay with it. But, like, I don't need it really – it doesn't necessarily need to be broadcast to everybody, you know? Not everybody. <laughs> Not everybody. Not everybody. You know yeah. who you are. Not you everybody. You are. If, you're listening, if, if you're my coworker and you listen Rocket to this listeners, podcast – though. We broadcast it to know. you. <laughs> Well, because I, I, I love you guys, and I, yeah. I think of you guys as You're my not friends. Everybody, and, but but and I know a couple of coworkers have listened to the show. So if you guys are listening, shout holla! But like you know, like everybody at work doesn't need to know. Like you know, like my HR, like my HR director doesn't need to know. Oof, they might they might need <laughs> to know, Christina. <laughs> yeah, they may. She, need she really to know. doesn't. She doesn't need to know how much time at work I spend thinking about um, <laughs> two people I'll never meet. In a relationship, yeah. I'll never you have again. You're going to meet Christina, Taylor. Be realistic. You're going to meet Taylor. Yeah, I believe in it. <laughs> so this week, I I am also I'm doing a Facebook Live tomorrow. I'm streaming the Resident Evil Seven <gasps> demo. It's so good. It is it's so good. It's very good, oh, and I hate it. I love it. Uh, and really? I'm going to be you? screaming on Facebook at 11 a.m. EST. And oh, that's it, right. It won't matter. You hate horror stuff. I am. Very oh, this is going to freak scared, you out. Rihanna. The other night, oh, I thought about the song that was in the trailer for Resident Evil 7, and I got yep. scared because I was thinking of that song. So, if you're wondering <laughs> whether I will be able to sleep for the next week, the answer is no. I will be scared. I believe in you. Thank you. You're going to die. I am, I am definitely going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. I'm just going to tell you. Spoiler. All right. Thank you for spoiling my life for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and if you haven't seen it yet, please do go watch the uh, Father's Day music video that I made. It's pinned on my Twitter right now, um, and it's on Polygon or YouTube.com slash Polygon. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. Going out to all the dads out there, you know, just, you know, making it real, keeping it very real. Making it real. That is my catchphrase, right? Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Rocket. Brianna, where can we find you online? Space Cat Gal and in the virtual world. Ooh. Christina, what about you? You can find me at film. You can find me at film underscore girl on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, etc. And you can find my writing at mashable.com. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar. You can find my videos at youtube.com slash polygon. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you liked it, please leave us a review on iTunes. Remember that time that someone did it and they told us about it and we were like, what? And we read their review on the show. We could do that conceivably, you know, if, if we if we remember. Um, and if you tell us that you left a review and, you know, give us photographic proof, credit card number, uh, social security, et cetera, all those things that you need to uh, to talk to me on Twitter. Um, no, you don't need those things. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You guys what? haven't done that for me yet? What? Um, um, anyway, hmm. please do leave a review. We super duper appreciate you guys. Uh, we like to know about that stuff. And uh, this episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.